Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. We're going to turn to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, and we're going to start reading at verse number 9. And if you have one of our Bibles, I think it's on page 520. 520. I'm so excited to speak to you today because if I'm going to ask you, has anybody ever struggled praying before? Let me see your hand. Anybody ever struggled? Yes, yes. Okay, that's only a small percentage. The rest of you, God bless you. (laughs) I have struggled many times in prayer and I have struggled to try to find the right words to pray. But I want to tell you, I found them. And if you could, if I had, if I had one hour to sit down with every person individually, I would teach you what I'm going to teach you today. Because what I'm going to teach you today, if you will apply it, and you will do it, and you will practice it consistently, God will answer your prayers. He will change your prayers, rearrange your prayers, and He will hear your prayers. Amen, everybody? So Matthew chapter 6, verse number 9, we begin reading. Jesus is speaking here. This then is how you should what, everybody? Here it is. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our what, everybody? Daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we've forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from what, everybody? The evil one, that's right. I want to read verse 14. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Would you just hold your hands out like this? And would you bow your heads and would you repeat this prayer after me out loud? Dear God, I'm here today. I open my mind and my heart. Fill me, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I hope everyone has picked up a program on your way in. I hope you picked up a program because today I want you to take notes. And those of you that are online, please download our app where you can get the notes because we want to make sure that you get the information. Today, we're starting a new series called Our Core Four. At the end of every every service that we have here on Sunday, 99% of the time we, we do I am a Christian statements. And when we say I am a Christian, we go over our core four. And the first one that we always say is that, you know, I am a Christian who connects with God daily through prayer. That's a core four. Connecting with God daily through prayer is what we build our lives on. Just like that chair you're sitting in, it has four legs to hold you up. And if you want your life to be held up, these are the four things that we practice. And the first one is that we connect with God daily through prayer. I want you to know that as we start this uh, talking about the prayer today, 
I want you to, again, take more notes than normal because I want to teach you this and I want you to keep this outline and I want you to practice this. So the first, I want to break down the statements of the Lord's Prayer and show you what they mean when you're saying it and I think it will change it from being just something that you say that you know you automatically just say that you don't think about to something that really can mean bring power to your prayer life. Amen, everybody? So let's go and get started. The first statement that I want to share with you today is our Father. When we say our Father, this is what we're saying. We're saying, thank you, God, for loving me no matter what. Amen. Doesn't that make you feel better already? Amen. When we say our Father, in other words, it's my Father and it's your Father, that's why we're brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen, everybody? Amen. That's right. We don't, in the church, we don't talk about our differences. We talk about our kinship. Amen. You didn't get that, did you? <laughs> kinship. We're all brothers and sisters. We're all together in Christ. Now, watch this. Now, when I say our Father, some of you, that is a negative uh, statement. Because many people have had a bad experience with their earthly father. And many times it's hard when we say our Heavenly Father to really think positive thoughts about Him because all the memories of our earthly fathers are bad. But I want to tell you what I told my kids. I told my kids, I said, listen, I want you to know that God is not like me. He is perfect. I, am, I mess up. I make mistakes. I do things I shouldn't do sometimes. I say things I shouldn't say sometimes. And I want you to know that God is not like me. He is perfect. So don't ever hold what you have against me against him. Amen, Amen everybody? Amen. So I want to ask every one of you and every one of you that are watching right now that you would right now set aside everything that you hold against your earthly father, that you would set that aside and you would not hold it against your heavenly father. Amen, everybody? He's our father. He loves us no matter what. Would you just say that statement with me? We're going to say our father, and we're going to say our father. Let me get over here to say exactly like I have it. Thank you, God, for loving me no matter what. Let's say it. You ready? Our father. Thank you, God, for loving me no matter what. Look what the Bible says. Romans 8 and 15. God's Spirit doesn't make us slaves who are afraid of Him. You're not afraid of your Father. Instead, we become His children and call Him what, everybody? Our Father. We're not afraid of Him. He's not a distant God. He is our Father. I read a story one time of, a, of an emperor who had his soldiers that had been out to do this great battle, and they'd won this great battle, and, and they were, he was thrown a parade, and, and there was all the soldiers were going down the streets, and people were lined the streets. All of them were cheering, and as the emperor went by, they were all cheering him because he had led his country in this great battle and won. And all the people were lying the streets, and there was this little boy that was just, he was probably about eight years old, trying to make his way through the crowd. And all of a sudden, he made his way through the crowd, and he burst off running toward the chariot of the emperor. And a soldier grabbed him and picked him up and said, Son, don't you realize who's in that chariot? That's our emperor. And that little boy looked at that big soldier and said, Sir, that may be your emperor. 
but he's my father. In other words, I have access. Amen, everybody? And I want you to know that he's your heavenly father. Amen, everybody? So let's say our statement again, because when you pray, this is what you're going to say. You're going to say, our father, thank you, God, for loving me no matter what. Let's do it again. Our father, thank you, God, for loving me no matter what. So when you, ba- when you get on your knees and you feel all the guilt of all the shame, the, the bad things you've done in your life, you've got to remember, our father, thank you, God, that you love me no matter what. Amen, everybody? Oh, dear God, please help me, Jesus, share this. Hallowed be your name is the next statement. This statement is, I reverence your name, God. Let's let's say that together. You ready? Come on. Hallowed be your name. Now, let's say it. I reverence your name, God. Hallowed be your name comes from the word holy, which means to separate. It means to set aside. In other words, God, your name is holy. I don't use it like I use everybody else's name. You know, when I was growing up, everybody had a china cabinet. Does anybody remember the china cabinets? Yeah. Some of you have to Google what that is. But it was a, you know, it's crazy because the, the community I grew up in, we were all pretty poor, but everybody had a china cabinet. Everybody did. You go in there and there was this cabinet that was full of dishes that you didn't use. And, right we all ate on paper plates that's what we ate on paper plates and there was china in the cabinet that was set aside for special use when company special company come over and that's how we knew that when somebody was really special coming to our house when you went into the china cabinet it was set apart only for special use and that's the way that god's name should be is that we use it as set apart, as set apart. Now look at the next verse with me. Exodus says this, Exodus, one of the Ten Commandments, you must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you, what everybody, misuse his name. So don't take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Now let me just tell you something. Some of you don't know this, but God's name is to be held in high honor. It's to be used in special, com- you know, it's when I'm talking to God that I use his name and when I'm talking good about God that I use his name. Amen. God does not have a last name. That's right. Damn is not God's last name, everybody. Now, hold on, hold on, because I'm about to get, get I'm about to get you. Because I've been got. You know, I can't stand when people curse God's name. I went to play golf with a friend, and he invited a friend. And I was like, yeah, let's go, you know. And we got on the golf course, and every time he hit a bad shot, he gave God a last name. You know, and I was trying my best because I was trying to be good. It wasn't my friend, it was his friend. But finally, you know, like, like, listen, after seven or eight times, I'm finally like, listen, I had to stop. I said, listen, man, I want to tell you something. I, I, I like you, but I'm going to tell you something. God is my father. And I don't like people cursing my father like that. I don't want to be rude to you, but listen, if, if that's the way it's going to be the rest of the round, then I'm just going to stop playing and I'm just going to go back to the clubhouse because I can't take that anymore. It offends me. 
And he apologized and, and didn't do it. It was just a habit. He wasn't even thinking what he was saying. And I would not let anyone come into my house and curse my God. Amen, everybody? No, you've got to go. So the, the other morning I was up praying this prayer. I prayed our Father, God, thank you for loving me no matter what. Hallowed be thy name. I reverence your name, God. And then all of a sudden I got convicted because I, would, I allowed someone to come into my house and curse my God without saying anything to them. It was called my television set. You see, Rhonda and I made a decision a long time ago that we wouldn't watch rated R movies because rated R movies, you know, that just goes beyond where our morals say we should go. So we were watching PG-13. I didn't know it's okay for a 13-year-old to give God a last name. And so about five times they said that, and I never turned it off. I'd go, oh, man, I don't like that. Oh, I don't like that, but I listen to it. And I just want to tell you, are you allowing that stuff to come into your, your mind and heart through your devices? So don't say nothing to the person who's cursing out there if you bring it into your own home and your own life. Amen, everybody? Okay. Okay. No, you don't want me to come on. Some of you got, uh, uh, you know, well, uh, I, he, he, I can't go in there. Well, hey. Hallowed be his name. If you want to elevate your prayer life, you've got to elevate your life. Okay, that's all right. That's all right. I'm used to it. Ecclesiastes 12 and 13. Now all has been heard. Not, now all has been heard. This is Solomon, who's the wisest man to ever live. Here is a conclusion of the matter. Fear who, everybody? And keep his commandments. For this is the duty of all mankind. When he was saying fear God, he wasn't saying like, oh, I'm scared of God. No, it's reverence. Reverence his name. Reverence him. And let me just tell you something. When you fear God, when you reverence God, you don't have to be afraid of the devil. You don't have to be afraid of tomorrow. You don't have to be afraid. of When you reverence God and you fear God, you don't have to be afraid. That's why Jesus said, pray this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. When I respect his name and give honor to his name, it's amazing how he takes care of my name. Oh, dear. Okay, that's all right. I'm, I'm trying to help you today. I want something for you today. Spiritual victory is yours if you can get it. Amen? That's why this prayer is so powerful. It's not to be something that you just say on occasion for a ceremony. No, it's to be lived and to be practiced and to bring power into your life. Let's just go ahead and say the first statements again. You ready? Our Father, thank you, God, for loving me no matter what. Hallowed be your name. I reverence your name, God. Okay, let's go to the next one. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Here we go. Have your way, God. Have your way, God. Look what the Bible says in 1 John 5 and 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask what, everybody? Anything. Anything according to his what? Read those last three words. He hears us. So we've got to ask according to his will. And if we know that he hears us, 
whatever we ask, we know that we have what we, have, what we ask of Him. Now, what you're saying when you pray this prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done. What's that last statement we said, everybody? Have your way, God. So let's just do it again. Let's read that statement. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Here we go. Have your way, God. What we're saying is that when we pray, we're saying, God, we trust you to work this out to the best. In other words, you don't have to do it my way, God. I'm just presenting this to you till you have your way. And God, I will trust your timing as well as your way. Come on, somebody. I struggle with that. I want it now. Right now. And, and I'll say, right now, in Jesus' name, now. Come on, somebody. But God's will and God's way has to work. Because every time that God does something for me, it usually affects somebody else. And so sometimes they're not ready for what's coming their way. So I have to trust that God's working in my life for the good, and it's going to work out to whoever it affects. Amen? Amen. And sometimes you, God will never bless you with something that you're not ready for because if the blessing becomes a curse, he won't give it to you. That's, that's why it's important for you to come here and me help you grow spiritually so that you can handle more. Amen. Dear God Almighty. All right. Okay, so let's just say our three statements we've already said. Let's start at the top. Our Father, thank you, God, for loving me no matter what. Hallowed be your name. I reverence your name, God. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Have your way, God. Amen, everybody? Give us this day. Give us today our daily bread. You ready? Here we go. Give me what I need today, God. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. But today is a gift. And that's why we call it the present. Amen, Amen. Amen, everybody? Lord, just give me what I need today. They used to sing an old song when I was growing up. One day at a time. Yeah, some of you know that. I remember being a little kid and my dad driving me in a truck. And he's, that's the only line he knew, but he would sing that. <laughs> Philippians 4, 19, look what it says. <clears throat> and who, everybody? And who? And who? My God. So it's not just God. It's who? My God. There you go. There you go. Not my, it's your God. And my God will meet all your, what, everybody? Why don't you circle that word? Because he said needs, not greeds. Oh, let me say that again. He's going to meet all your needs and not your greeds. Okay. According to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Now, you may be saying, well, Jeff, you know what? My daily needs are met. You know, I have food. I have clothing. I have shelter. Well, maybe what your greatest need is, is the ability to help somebody else today. Maybe your daily bread today is, is not about you. It's about God needs to give you something that you can help somebody else. I read of a little Swedish girl. Her name was Johanna. 
and she was walking down the sidewalk. She was 16 years old, and she stopped right in the middle of that busy sidewalk, and Sweden, I understand that the Swedish people are not the friendliest people in the world. And so she stopped right in the middle of that sidewalk. She said, God, give me my daily bread. And when she opened her eyes, she saw a woman holding a cell phone, and she was crying her eyes out. And Johanna, 16 years old, the only thing she needed to do was open her arms. She did just like that. And that woman that was crying walked right into those arms, and she embraced her. And she asked, can I pray for you? And they stepped to the side, and she told her about Jesus, and she prayed for her. And that woman who was on that phone said, had you not done that, I had a plan. I was talking to my aunt, the only person that ever shown me love in my life. And 30 days ago, I planned this day to end my life. And you opened your arms up to me. Today, the day that I chose to end my life, you have given me life. That's why every day that when we pray, give me this day my daily bread, we say, have your way, God. Give me what I need today. The reason we do that is because, you know what, we don't always know what we need. And that's why every day I challenge you to wake up and say, what good can I do today? What good can I do today? And we found out at this church that it feels good to do good. And so when you feel like, when you feel as low as you can be, when you feel like you're having a bad day, when you feel like you're not loved or you're not cared for, you feel like the world is on your shoulders, the best thing you can do is wake up and say, give me this day my daily bread, oh Lord, and let me help somebody else. And it's amazing how you'll be lifted up. Amen, everybody? Amen. <laughs> That's why we always give you opportunities to serve. It's not for us, it's for you. And it's not for the people you serve, it's for you. Because every time that you do good, it feels good to do good. And so that's why we talk about Growth Track. And if you've not signed up to go through Growth Track, all it is is helping you discover where you're good at. You know, if, if you don't like serving with babies, we don't want you in the nursery. We used to think that, you know, when you've seen a mother with three or four kids behind her, oh, that'd be a great nursery worker, but hey, she's had all she can take. <laughs> Sometimes that's not the best place. Amen, everybody? Amen. And that's why I serve Saturday. Matter of fact, next Saturday is an opportunity to get out with your children and serve. Teach them to serve. Show them that, show them that there's something great about serving. And so on your, out, on your connection card, you can... Check the box about Serve Saturday, and we'll send you information about what's going on with that. Okay. All right, let's do a review real quickly. Let's start at the top. You ready? Come on. Our Father, thank you, God, for loving me no matter what. Hallowed be your name. I reverence your name, God. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Have your way, God. Give us today our daily bread. Give me what I need today, God. The next statement. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Let go and let God. Let's just read that statement. You ready? And forgive us our debts as we have forgiven. One more time. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Let go and let God. Jesus said this, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. 
What is it that keeps us from forgiving? I think that's the word I've come up with is pride. Pride. You see, pride keeps us from asking God to forgive us, and pride keeps us from giving forgiveness. Because if I give someone forgiveness, that means I don't get to get them back. And I look weak when I don't get someone back. And so I don't want to look weak. I want to look good. I want to look strong. So I've got to get them back. Anybody tracking with me? And so, but you realize that, hey, if, if you will let go and let God, God will take care of what you can't do. Amen, everybody? Today, there's some people sitting in this room today and there's, that are watching online. Your pride is keeping you from becoming a follower of Christ because you're thinking about all the things you might have to give up and change that's going to make your life worse if you give them up. But can I tell you this? Anytime that you give up for God, something for God, your life always gets better over the long run. See, pride. You see, you want to humble yourself. You humble yourself. You say, okay, not my way, your way, God. And here's the prophetic word. Either you can humble yourself before God, or in the end, you'll be humiliated before people. That's what sin does. In the end, sin humiliates you. So today, I'd say choose humility. Humble yourself before God. When you do, He will exalt you in due time. So the first step of that is asking God to save you, be your Savior, because you can't, you can't be your Savior and God be your Savior at the same time. You've got to decide. And so right now, I would like for you to choose to decide to follow Jesus Christ because He wants something for you not from you. Would everyone bow your heads in this room with me and online as well? Please bow your heads. And I'd like for everyone to repeat this prayer after me, but those of you that are not Christ followers today and you want to become one, if you say this prayer and you mean it in your heart, the rest of us are going to say there's support for you. But if you mean it, God will hear you today. So repeat this after me. Dear God, I come to you today. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Save me. Forgive me. And help me to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give God for all the people that just prayed that. Welcome to God's family, everybody. We just ask you to check this box on the back of your connection card, digitally and in this room. This is, I pray the prayer to become a Christ follower so I can send you something in the mail to help you on your journey. Let me tell you something. Praying this prayer is the first step. The second step is baptism. If you've not been baptized, you need to be baptized. And again, I want to send you something in the mail that will help you take those next steps. So just check that. Okay. Let's go to the last one. And lead us not into temptation but delivers from the evil one. Here we go. You first, Holy Spirit. You first, Holy Spirit. Let's read that together. You ready? Come on. And lead us not into temptation, but delivers from the evil one. Here we go. You first, Holy Spirit. That's how, that's how you're out of... Oh, boy, I got to talk to you now. Matthew, let me read you the scripture. 
Jesus said, watch and pray so that you will not, so you will not fall into temptation. Notice he said fall into temptation. I don't think anybody automatically walks in. The spirit is what, everybody? But the body is? Yes, it is. And mine is and yours is. Prayer makes me aware of temptation while it's out there. No, 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 no. You didn't hear me. Prayer makes me aware of temptation when it's out there. When I don't pray, it gets on me before I can respond. And then I give in. Amen? I didn't see that coming. It's like this. How many of you have ever been down to going down a, a road and there, there's a, a, a railroad crossing? And all of a sudden, the little lights start going bing, 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 and the arm starts coming down. You go, oh, no. Because we know a train's coming, right? We don't see the train, but the signal's going bing, 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 bing. Do you know that I read that over... Uh, over uh, 600 accidents happen every year because people ignore the arms coming down and try to go between it and they get hit by a train. I think it's almost 300 year, people a year to 500 people a year are killed by trains because they ignore the signals. I wonder how many people are killed spiritually each year because they ignore the signals. When you... When you're praying, that's why, that's why I've done this outline for you, because I want you to pray. Because when you pray, all of a sudden you begin to see the signals, and you, all the, you automatically turn, and you don't get hit by the train anymore. And I'm so tired of God's people getting hit by the train. Let's read them all together one more time, but I'm going to close. Start at the top. Our Father, thank you, God, for loving me no matter what. Hallowed be your name. I reverence your name, God. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Have your way, God. Give us today our daily bread. Give me what I need today, God, and forgive us our debts as we also forgiven our debtors. Let go and let God, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. You first, Holy Spirit. If you will, if you will take this outline and you will just pray that. If it just sounds like you're reading it, it's okay. I challenge you, read it every day, and you say those statements, and watch God begin to elevate your life, and all of a sudden, when things that used to take you out no longer take you out because you see the lights flashing, and you see the arm coming down. No, no, no. You first, Holy Spirit. In 2010, a great tragedy happened in San Jose, Chile. 33 miners were trapped underground, almost a half a mile underground. Some, a boulder had shifted it and caused a rock slide and closed all the entrances and exits to the, to the tunnels that the miners had went down in. They were trapped a half a mile underground. And many of us watched on television as they began to try to rescue these, these people, these miners, and there was an American by the name of Greg Hall. Greg Hall saw that he owned a drilling company. He went over there and checked out the situation. And, and he, he said, we'll try, but this job cannot be done. 
And they begin to bore, and as they begin to bore into the rock, all of a sudden, the giant massive bit that he had just froze up, and it wouldn't drill anymore. And Greg Hall left the job. They shut down the machinery. He walked over by himself, and he said, God, you have 33 of your precious children that are trapped down under, under the earth. And today, if they're going to be saved, you're going to have to do it because we've done all we can do. And after he prayed that prayer, he went back up to the operator and said, try it one more time. And when they pulled the lever, the bit began to turn again. But not only was Greg Hall praying, 2,300 feet into the earth, those 33 miners would gather every day after lunch. They had their timers set and they would gather and they would pray. Prayer was happening on the earth and prayer was happening in the middle of the earth. And not all that, if he could have seen in heaven, prayer was happening in the heavenlies too. Amen, everybody. Jesus, our, at the right hand of God, making intercession. And they were able to rescue those miners. But here's what's interesting. When they were rescued, they interviewed Greg Hall and they said, you have saved these miners. He said, oh, no, I didn't. God drilled that hole. I just had a good seat to watch God work. What I'm offering you today is this. If you will do this, that's why the next step you see is I will do my best to pray the Lord's Prayer daily. I hope you'll check it on your card. If you'll just take this outline home, and maybe it doesn't mean anything to you now, and you just read it every day, and you think nothing's happening, I'm telling you something will start happening, amen? And what I'm offering you is this. I'm offering you a, to buckle up in the seat beside Almighty God, and when you begin to pray, and you begin to say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give me this day my daily bread, O Lord. And forgive my debts as I forgive my debtors. And lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one. You first, Holy Spirit, when you begin to pray that prayer, it changes something on the inside of you, and it changes things around you because the power of God is released in your life when you pray. Listen, it's not a matter should you pray. It's a matter will you pray. Everything changes when you pray. It doesn't happen until you pray. Pray, 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 pray. Would you stand with me, everybody? When you pray, God moves. You got to get out of your mind that when Pastor Jeff prays, God moves. No, 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 no. He hears you just like he hears me. And listen, at midnight, you call God, not me. Amen, everybody? You need to know that you got connections, and that's why we say connect with God daily through prayer. I've done everything I can do today to equip you. I actually wrote a book on this, by the way. You can get it on Amazon. There's a few on the wall out there. It's called Pray First. Uh, the Perfect Prayer is actually the name of the book. Perfect Prayer. I want you to get spiritual victory. They're going to come out and sing this song together. 
And we're just going to celebrate God because I believe that God still answers prayer. Amen, everybody? Do you know this week, just this week, God, I, we're going to sing. You guys get ready. Come on out here. This week, I heard about a, a baby that was in a mother's womb that was not developing properly. But after prayer, God changed everything. Amen? I heard of a, I heard of a young couple that was looking for a house this week, and, and they couldn't afford one, but God provided one. Now they got a possibility of getting a house. I, I, just heard of, I just heard of so many prayers this week. I heard of a, of a child that had a fever for four days, and it, it wouldn't go away. But after prayer, the fever broke. I wonder, God answers prayer, everybody. Amen? Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.